0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Week three, week four. There's no better time to be around Sims and Lefko because this is when we get frustrated with human beings. We're going to get a fiery podcast today. Sims' level of patience has reached zero.
1: zero. 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 Don't worry. I won't eat lunch, everybody. I'll just sit here and watch film and gosh, thank God we did our... Yes, it is. Thank you, Josh. This is how I want to start it. This is how I want it. Everybody out there, Josh is in my ear wondering if this is how I wanted to start it. Yes, they like the realness of our podcast. Yes, and I got cut out of watching one thing of film to do Instagram moments that I
0: don't give a damn about. You're not a big social media. Nope. yeah, but you did study what the hell happened in Bills Vikes. Yes, how did Blake Bortles go from Sim shut the f up to Oh, that's Blake Bortles? Do I get? Does anybody? No, you only get blamed when he has the one good game, right? But when they can't score a touchdown against a Titans team that, you know, they should be scoring touchdowns against at home. Right. No, no, I don't hear a A thing. I don't hear anyone say, sorry, Chris. Yes. Then you also watch the film on how the heck did Pat Shermer get that kind of a day for Eli before the J.J. Payne train came in the second half, and you watched a little bit of Wentz. How does he look? How does he feel? And, of course, you were watching all day at NBC on Sunday. I I did. I got a a good
1: feel for the Wentz game regardless, even though I didn't finish the film because I kept a close eye on him throughout.
0: Uh, Sims of Lefko Football Fantasy League. Uh, Odell Rogers. Just a little update for you, Sims, because I know you have no idea. We are currently beating Lefko's Crunchy Biscuit by 2.3 points. He has Jesse James going tonight. Right. We have Juju. Should be a win. It it should, should be a be. win. It should be 2 it and 1. Be. But we're kind of like the Bears, where we're, we're praying for a 2 and 1. Jesse uh,
1: could have a big game, too. Gosh. Okay. Really? That's cool. Well, I mean, I don't I'll know. I Tampa just expect Bay. that middle of the field to
0: be open for them. Guaranteed to lose. You went two and three. Damn. That's a disappointment. Woo. Well, it was a crazy week. It was. The Bills did not lose. Uh, this oh, how you, you want to start the podcast? goes Locks. <laughs> oh. Shit birds. Uh, Shit birds. <laughs> Man. So let's start there really quick. In the last two weeks, I have gone... A record of Sims. What's that record? Uh, uh, o and, and eight. Oh uh, and eight. Is correct. it really? It's oh and eight. 0 and eight. I thought you got one last week. No. So, here's what I'd like to remind everybody. Yep. This happened last year. It did, right? So, what we look for in the gambling community is an edge. You're look. I, I said in the Seattle game. Oh, they don't lose at home in September. Everyone yeah. said it's not the same Seattle team. So that's an edge. Seattle won. I got that one right. Yeah. <laughs> Caroline at home, 6-0, oh, but they're playing the Bengals. Bengals are good. Ah, it's an edge. Right. That was a real edge. Right. So if they're, why didn't you co lock them? Because <laughs> what I'm trying to provide people is a service, Chris. Right. What I'm trying to provide them is information. Yeah. What they do with the information is on them. Yes. Everybody knew the Patriots were going to start slow this year. Why? Because they've started slow the last few years. So do the Saints. We were calling that one early. If you would have parlayed going against Lefko Locks, fade me. If you would have taken the four teams against me this week and you bet $100 on each and parlayed it, you would have made nearly $1,500. If you would have been smart and done it to me for two weeks in a row like you should have, (laughs) they'd have nearly $25,000 in their pockets right now. But they didn't. No. They didn't fade me. They didn't realize that weeks two and three, Lefko is an s I like this. Yes. It's so they're just using psychology my, they're, they're, on the listeners. So I'm gonna ask you, Chris. Yes. I've already gone through this with Josh. Right. I have two options mm-hmm. here. Option number one: I do what I do every year, which is I stop doing what I'm doing right now, I readjust my brain, and I go on a nice little run. Right. There's that option. Sure. There's option two. I've never done this before. I stay in it. I keep doing games exactly as I'm picking them. And instead of trying to win, I try to lose by trying to win. If that makes any sense. If I keep my same thing where I look at the same websites and I go the same information right. and I pick my teams.
1: Okay, so what are you going to do, though, if you change it up and try to readjust? Because
0: my dream is, if right. I readjust, what I do is I just stop looking at everything and then I go, I'm being an idiot. Let's just pick simply. And then I go on a run. I start winning again. Okay. I want that. But here's the thing, though. I want that. I would love to, if at the end of the year, my record is like 8 and 90. Right. That's special. People can make a lot of money off me if I really stink. What do you think?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I think if you really tried to stink, somehow you'll do good, and then you're going to disappoint people there too. <laughs> so I think you should just try to do, go back to the drawing board and do what you've done the last year, last few years. Okay. Week two and three are tough. I mean, I don't give a damn about the spread. I mean, come on.
0: That the was, Bills beating the Vikings. The Bills the beating Lions the Vikings. beating the Patriots. The Jags beating the Titans. Cardinals should have beat the Bears. Exactly
1: right. I mean, the Redskins-Packers coin flip game. I yeah. mean,
0: just, you know, you go through it. It was, yes, exactly right. So That was actually one of the first notes I the wrote NFL. down. I wrote, Cardinals, Bills, Lions. This is not NCAA football. In the NFL, the gap is not wide. Yes, And we're reminded of it like every second or third week of every NFL season. I,
1: I think people think that just because it's the Bills and Vikings that they're turning on. On like Ole Miss, Alabama, or something like that, and I don't care who you are. If you're the greatest team in the history of the NFL, if you fumble the ball twice inside your own twenty-five yes, yard line Kirk after did. giving it an open up opening series touchdown, you're going to be a deep crap. It doesn't. Yeah. Have,
0: I don't. It doesn't matter who you are. Uh, we are having Jason Kelsey joining us in five minutes, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Before we get to that, he's spicing it. Is he old spice? Old he's,
1: spice in it. He yes. looks like such an old spice kind of guy.
0: Man, I he better. He looks like someone, if he doesn't use Old Spice, it's going to be a long day. He's going to stink. <laughs> um, patriots. Yes. I came in this morning and I was professing, if anybody comes up to me and says the Patriots are done, right. you're an idiot. Turn around. How many times have we seen this? Chris walks in and I give him that speech and he goes, no, but call. I think they might be done. Like I really don't want you to make this point because I don't believe. I it. don't think
1: they're done. I'm just saying there's more reasons to panic this year than other years. That's where I think it's, you know, there's just um, like the front seven that I thought I was going to be impressed with really, and the the front seven I saw in the preseason hasn't been impressive so far. So I think that scares me. Out of the fact that you know they're still trying to play a lot of man to man in the same defense as they did last year, and they don't have that other cover corner, and without a Edelman. Gronk being a year older, uh, it seems like they've readjusted the way they want to play offensively all that. I just don't know what to expect. What do you
0: mean? How are they playing offensively? I just feel
1: like they're trying to play more like they did last night where it's like traditional eye formation. We're going to try to run the ball and maybe open up play action passes and explosive plays through that. But Matt Patricia didn't fall for it. And then he took the old New England page and said, well, I got Darius Slay so I could put him on Philip Dorsett. And then I'm not going to let Gronk beat us. And every time it was a big throw, you saw the yeah. the, the plays. They doubled them yes. all, all over the field.
0: Am am I not seeing something from Sonny Michel? I or mean, is it, he just not having an opportunity it, to make a play?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's okay. I think, I think it looked good last night. I just, you know, again, they're stuck in between of what they want to do right now. Yes. And then when you go three and out the first three series of the game, and you're not on the field, it just it's hard to get back into a rhythm as an offense.
0: I feel like your big concern for the Patriots isn't even their offense. I feel like you're so concerned about that defense. We talked about the need for another cover corner. We talked about how slow their linebackers are. So slow,
1: yes. I mean, you saw it last night. I mean, if that didn't show it, just how many times did on Johnson get to the second level and nobody could tackle him? No linebackers there. Or he makes the linebacker miss in the hole to get six, seven more yards, whatever it may be. Yeah, that's where... I thought they would be a different team this year. It was just their size up front. Now, hey, they didn't have flowers last night. Uh who else were they were missing? They were missing one other guy on the on the defensive line. But I, I just thought Shelton Lawrence guy that group of guys would have a little bit more of an effect, especially on their run game defense.
0: So last year, yeah. it was very similar. Mm-hmm. Let up a lot of points to a few teams early in the year. Right. Then they played a Thursday night against Tampa Bay yeah. uh, without Gronk, and they eke out that win. Right. And then we kept reminding people that from that week on, they were the number one scoring defense in the NFL. Yes.
2: What?
0: What percentage are you going to put that Belichick fixes it? Because I'm putting it at 100. Well, yeah, no,
1: they'll fix it, definitely. I, I think the big thing is they have to play through their offense. That's what they are. Their offense's ability to execute, control the ball, Tom Surgical, 10, 12 plays that keeps their defense off the field uh, and it makes the other teams have to keep pace. So even last year when we, yeah, their defense wasn't good and they get to Tampa Bay in, you know, week five. It was all about, okay, but their offense is working at a pretty high level right. here to where you're always playing from behind because Tom yes. gets the ball and scores a touchdown. And that's what we're not seeing right now. And then people are scoring touchdowns on on New England right now, which we didn't see a whole lot of last I year. I have a
0: conspiracy theory. Yeah. And then I have a regular idea. Yeah. Conspiracy theory. Yes. Patriots through the game. Patriots through the game. Yes. Okay. The Belichick tank job continues to get back. At also, the also. Oops. He's doing this for Patricia and Bob Quinn. Right. Takes the ease off of all the pressure that's been mounting for the last few weeks. (laughs) Not only that, Belichick said, why we get rid of it. We're going to end that 70-game running back 100-yard streak. We're going to remove that. Now it's a good hire. Good hire by Quinn. They're straight. They're good for the rest of the year. Belichick goes, I can sacrifice a week three regular season game. I'll set you up. Also, in the back of Belichick's mind, he's going, I know all your secrets. I want to keep you in this job because I like having NFL coaches that I know their secrets. This is my other theory. Yes. First game of the year. Yeah. Sam Darnold throws a pick six against Detroit and then is great the rest of the way. Right. What if for the Lions, the whole Jets-Lions game was the pick six game and the rest of their season is a good season? What if they went out there and the the proverbial pick six that Darnold threw yeah. was the loss? Right. Patricia, man, the opposite of Sam Darnold's experience, right. was a hero and then immediately a goat. Right. And then the rest of the year, because I'm just going to say, the Bears, I think, have an issue right now with their offense, yeah. other than scripted plays. Right. The Vikings just lost by 21 to the Bills when right. they were favored by 17, and Rodgers is limping around. Yeah, And here's the Detroit. With three possible number one receivers, a few good running backs, yep. an offensive line that's gelling, mm-hmm. and a defense that was able to push around the last two teams. And Stafford's not even playing good. He wasn't good last night. Wasn't even
1: good last yeah. night.
0: If you go to that Niners game, if they count the punt return or the interception return, they probably win that game, or if, too. Yeah,
1: uh, what's his name? Theo Riddick catches two balls there in the last drive. I mean, it's going to be very
0: interesting. So are the Lions going to be the Sam Darnold of the whole season? it. it- Interesting theory. It is. You know what? The thing that
1: I just, that's encouraging is what you saw. They have an offensive line that has a capability of being road graders. And it's going to be a little bit of adjustment, and I think we're seeing it right in front of our eyes because they've never had to be like that. They've never been coached like that. And Matt Patricia's going, no, uh, I don't want to, just because it's first and ten, go, here you go, Matt Stafford, shotgun and make magic happen. He's going, no, I want to pull the guard around the edge and dominate the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And they got the guys to do it. They should be able to run the football with that offensive line. They
0: really should be. They've invested a lot of picks in that offensive I mean, yes, line. they
1: have. Glass Glasgow. Uh you know the kid Taylor right Decker. now Taylor Decker uh the right tackle is um, black blanking on his name hold on I'm going to beat you to it going to beat you
0: going you, you to beat,
1: beat you, you <laughs> won't. Oh I'm there I'm there right. Ricky Wagner Damn. bam from
0: Baltimore yes. and TJ Line they got from Green Bay Exactly they're right. all good players. Yes they
1: are so it's really just a fundamental change to what they're doing to approach Why the do game. I still not believe it Yeah I don't either because <laughs> you have to see him more I mean, it was ugly in the 49er game to where the 49ers kind of let them back in the game and they kind of made some plays happen. Yes. So I'm not sold on it, but if they can weather the storm and not be totally out of it and then wait for Matthew Stafford, to become who Matthew Stafford in my theory world yeah. is adjusting to this new life of, like, total accountability – Matt mm. Patricia, New England style. What mm. do you mean? I just can't get in shotgun and free wheel it. That's what we've been doing here. Gotcha. And it's like, he's like a deer in the headlights right now. Like, what? I got to manage the situation. They usually just told me to. Go be Matt Stafford and save the day. Ah, gotcha. And I, I feel like that is a little bit of an adjustment
0: for our quarterback. Just talking about good offensive lines, yeah. just talking about good foundations, Whoa. Well, guess what? The Eagles, in my estimation, has the best offensive line in the NFL and the best foundation, and it is anchored by a guy that we've marveled at for years, the most athletic center in the NFL, and the best speech giver I've ever heard,
2: Jason <laughs> frickin' Kelsey. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great after that intro
0: man we just we (laughs) let you have it you are big time well listen (laughs) he's he smells great he looks great he's brought to us by the new old spice beard care collection you can find the entire collection beard wash beard conditioner beard balm and beard oil only at Amazon.com. Uh, Jason, this is not even related to this season. There was a clip no. like two years ago where me and Sims are in an office and he calls me and he goes, You got to see this play that Kelsey did. I think it was against Washington. I think it might have been. You pulled out and it was a toss and you almost outran the running back and you chased down the cornerback. And I just, <laughs> I, I do you remember that play? Because it was, I'll
2: never forget it. Yeah, I think I know exactly what player told I think I got a clipping penalty at the end of it, actually. Yes. You might have, so I, I, I ran all the way downfield after a DB and uh, made a bonehead mistake of giving him a shot on the sh- side of a shoulder after he really couldn't make an impact. But, um, you know, that's <laughs> it was a fun play to be a part of, but. Um really bonehead mistake there at the end of it. Well, but... you know,
0: Jason, you can't be too physical in the NFL right now, man. They're really cracking down <laughs> I know, down man. On
2: <laughs> yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, I love, you know, I know I understand what they're trying to do, trying to keep the game safe and protect players and whatnot. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, you got to try and preserve what's made the sport so popular, uh, what's uh, what fans love about the sport and the physicality is just uh, something that, you know, you can't discourage it too much because you're going to start changing the game completely.
0: So I'm an enormous Eagles fan. Let me get this out and then I'll let Sims yeah, I'll just, speak. This is typical, just, yeah. me not letting you speak. Uh, and yesterday felt special for me because Carson was back. And I, yeah. I, he is just such a game changer, that long drive, that third and nine play, I think epitomizes who he is, keeping a play alive. I'm just curious yeah. how different it felt for you guys coming out yesterday with him
2: there. Yeah, I mean, he is a special player. You feel his presence right away. He's a one of the most competitive guys I've ever been around, um, a guy that uh, wants to win every single day, whether it's on the practice field or on the game field. Uh, he's a control freak, at, and you know, I, I would say in one of the best ways possible. He's he's very interested in every facet, what's going on. He wants to have control over uh, you know, not just the routes, the blocking schemes, all that stuff, and uh, he really – like prides himself on putting our offense in good situations. And, um, you know, it's a, it was a long, grueling process. He had to watch his teammates and everybody win a Super Bowl without him, um, not to mention he had to recover from a, you know, torn ACL. Yeah. Um, you know, it's – I was I think everybody, and including me, we were just really happy for him to be back out there and uh, for him to be able to scramble around, make plays happen, uh, be the Carson Wentz of old, and show that he's finally back – It was it was an awesome feeling being out there with him yesterday. I
1: mean, like, okay. I mean, seriously though, did you expect him to be scrambling around like that in game one? I mean, has he been doing that in practice?
2: He he actually has been doing that in practice. Last last week before he was cleared, uh, he was doing the scout team offense, and he scrambled on a on a. It was I I don't know if it was a naked or if it was kind of like a boot action, but he ended up running it for like ten yards in the red zone into the end zone, untouched. And uh, he just had that burst and that sudden reaction that kind of showed you, like, oh, you know, he's he's pretty much back. Well, Um,
1: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I didn't mean. No, you're good. I I would never cut you off. Uh, (laughs) But but no, the other thing too, I'm amazed. I mean, I played. You've been around the league for a while now. What I'm amazed at is, hey, first game back let's just get in the shotgun and just ride Carson Wentz to start the game. Like I was shocked by that. I thought there was going to be like an easing in period. Here's some handoffs. Here's some screens. It was literally like, no, go ahead and carry the offense, Carson. Were you surprised by that?
2: Well, you know, I think that I wasn't surprised. And the reason I'm not is because it's Carson. That's his personality. Um, The moment we started showing that we were going to do that to start the game, uh, I loved it. I mean, all that stuff was called at the line uh, largely by him. Mm. Uh, and, and he just, that's where that control like freak a little bit, uh, comes into play. He wants to be the one in charge. He wants to be the one to be making decisions. And, uh, that's a, that's a attribute that I think makes him one of the special players that he is. Um, you know, not too many guys really, you know, want that much control or to be responsible for that many decisions. Uh, and he wants all of that. And, uh, You know, that was that whole first drive was kind of like, yo, I'm back. This is my team, my offense. Mm. I think that that was, you know, kind of his statement to everybody, really. Um, And, I mean, he went out there and we – had our best start to the season so far
0: it was awesome i mean it, the tight ends it was great i think one of the coolest relationships in sports is the quarterback center relationship Yep, because they're often two mm-hmm. of the smartest guys on the team uh but yeah. jason
1: we out of we've, the fact that some guy has to stick his middle finger up his butt crack there's but that too that, yes. Yes, right? super. yeah <laughs> you don't see that in basketball
0: hey get over here hey put some old spikes on your finger carson <laughs> um, but jason we've done a, a bunch of stuff with your brother travis and by the way tell him i said love go says what's up but i I see both of you guys you both have awesome personalities you're both super funny and i'm sure that you're you're you seem like a guy that wants to crack a joke all the time and here i see carson who's like the control freak like guys we're gonna win the day i'm a joke cracker whenever (laughs) i'm around those guys it's a little bit weird how do you Uh. like i feel like you balance him out
2: maybe (laughs) <laughs> well, there's no doubt that you can't have everybody being like this uptight uh, type A personality. you got to have a good balance on a team to have any fun. Um, but I, I would say that I'm not always joking around. I know when to be mm. serious. Um, I think that on game day, um, there's very little joking around out on the field. But um, I think that, uh, you know, Carson has a little bit of a goofy side to him as well. You know, it's we have a good dynamic across the board offensively Uh, Lane Johnson probably being the goofiest one on the team Uh, you know I think that uh, you got to have guys keeping it light from time to time to let you know that at the end of the day you're just playing a game man go out there have fun
0: all right so kelsey when you're out there and you're calling out the mic we've been very impressed by the colts young defensive players thus far we think that chris ballard their gm went and got some interesting pieces marcus hunt's enormous darius leonard maniacs all over the place who caught your eye from a a young and -and up-and-coming defense
2: well i know marcus hunt isn't very young but he had a hell of a game against us he was doing a He's doing a great job. He's timing up the snap count, making life difficult, uh getting into positions where it was hard to uh you know get a hat for a hat. Um, you know, I thought that he he played really, really well. Him and Jabal Sheard are probably the two best guys on that defense. They're not too young, but right. um they're they're a handful for any offensive line.
1: When is the last time you had to beat your brother's ass a little bit and put him in place? <laughs>
2: Gosh, man. It's I've had, uh, in college, I had some, like, uh, I didn't really beat him up, but we had to put him in his place a little bit. But uh, the last time we physically fought uh, was in uh, the backyard after he finally was able to beat me in basketball. (laughs) He had had just gotten taller than me. And um, as an older brother, I couldn't take the fact that he was, just kept doing this stupid hook shot uh, that I couldn't (laughs) defend. And um, I started following him every single chance I got. Then it ended up being a full-blown fist fight. In the uh, kitchen, which culminated into me landing on top of my dad, oh. uh, him him screaming about his ribs, and then that ended the fight right there. But that was our last major major scuffle for sure. Well, you guys grew up hockey guys, right? Yeah. Well, my brother played hockey and basketball. Gotcha. I just did hockey. Yeah. Has he ever tried to
0: dress you in the clothes that he wears?
2: <laughs> um, every once in a while, I'll be like uh, in a situation where. Uh, we'll be in the same city and I didn't bring enough clothes to like uh, be able to go to the places he wants to go. Of course. And I'll be stuck wearing some pair of jeans that he brings along in it. And I'll look better than I've ever looked probably in my entire life, but (laughs) it doesn't feel right. Needless to say. That's awesome. Can
1: can you like take people into what it's like, like I, I, as, as a guy that played quarterback in the NFL, I used to have moments where I would get underneath the center and be like, man, you know, there's a guy like Fletcher Cox, three inches away from his head. There's no way he's going to be able to snap this ball to me and block that guy at the same time <laughs> without getting run over. Like, do you ever yeah. have those thoughts? Does anybody in particular bring those thoughts to you at, at times at D-Tackle?
2: Well, I mean, there's certain guys that you know are going to, you know, the biggest thing about getting run over is if some guy jumps the snap count right. while you're still trying to snap the ball. We had that instance, actually, Marcus had timed up the snap perfectly in the red zone. And it culminated into a fumble in this last game. Yes. Um, And I think that, you know, the biggest thing you can do is just try and tell your quarterback, hey, can we mix this snap count up a little (laughs) bit? You know, try and keep them honest as much as possible. Uh, But there's, I mean, obviously, you know, Fletcher Cox going against him day in, day out. Uh, He kind of uh, gets you used to having to uh, block somebody who can physically manhandle just about anybody. Uh, And you're trying to, you know, time up the snap, get your hands on them, make sure you have a strong base hands are in the proper spot. I mean, it's, You're it's explosive, a lot of stuff that man. we're working
0: on. Yes. You're explosive. Like, Dude, I'm not yeah. even kidding, Kelsey. We used to watch film of you, and Sims would go, this is back in the Chip Kelly days, he'd go, I don't get it. Yeah. They don't. No one asks a center to snap the ball and then go two gaps down and get on the outside shoulder of Endomic and Sue. <laughs> like, no one asked their center to do this. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, You know, I have a certain amount of strength. Certainly explosion is one of them. Um, And I'm just thankful to be with a group of coaches that allow me to utilize that stuff. You know, I I think that there's so many guys and you saw with, you know, one of my best friends, Nick Foles. uh, You know, I think that, you know, coaching and, and the positions that guys get put in and whether they're being put in positions that cater to their strengths, cater to what they do well. Um, that gets overlooked way too often. And, um, you know, I've been fortunate with Jeff Stoutland, a guy that uh, knows what I'm good at, knows what I – And uh, he tries to do his best each game plan to put me in a good situation. And I appreciate that greatly. And the thing we appreciate is Old
0: Spice for making this possible. Yes, sir. That's right. Jason Kelsey is the bearded Old Spice guy. He's doing the campaign with his brother. You've heard of him. He plays tight end. He's okay. He's that guy that's a diva tight end. (laughs) Yeah, total diva. (laughs) But definitely definitely check out the new Old Spice Beard Care Collection. And don't forget, Jason's written a poem, and I'm sure it's beautiful. Oh, yes. Oh yeah, that's the poem. It just goes, oh yeah. I was gonna say, are we gonna hear this poem? I don't know. Go ahead. It's all about
2: delivery. Knock knock. Who's Who's there? there? (laughs) Your beard collection. My what? Where? Amazon.
0: Damn. That, that is, yeah,
2: is poetic, poetic very compelling stuff, Poetic guys.
1: justice right there. That was beautiful. <laughs>
0: beautiful. Jason, congrats on the win, my man. Enjoy the season and uh, keep being the part of the dynamic duo of brothers we've never seen before.
2: I don't know. I fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> hey, good luck.
1: Good luck, man. Keep kicking ass, dude. All
2: right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. you, uh,
1: well. uh, You choked on your Eagle fandom did. there. Keep being the, the, the guy. <laughs> I'm in a better mood
0: now.
2: Are centers
0: typically. Like, you've always talked very highly of centers. Yes. They're more.
1: They're like like him. Yeah. Really quick witted. Yes. Because that's how they have to be. It has to be like. Oh, it's two jet protection. What? It's three jet protection. They're going in the other way. Like they have to be able to get everything so quickly.
0: Margus Hunt really was incredible. He's like a reborn person. So what is the story of Marcus I, Hunt? I mean, he went to... I can't believe we're spending, spending a... like this much time with Margus Hunt. But I watched the game yesterday. He was everywhere. He's like the Estonian
1: nightmare now. I don't know. I think he's from Estonia. I just totally pulled that out of my butt. But he was kind of non existent for his years in Cincinnati. I mean not that he was non existent. He's
0: six eight. Yes. Two ninety eight. Right. And he's thirty one. And guess where he was born? You got it right. Carxinois, Estonia. Yes. But he just I I was looking at him out there. I was like, this guy's enormous.
1: I know. He's enormous. And it's, it's, it, it to me is like, again, shows what change of scenery can do at times. Yeah. Along with like the right defensive coordinator, right? He's got a guy. Yeah, he had
0: a sack and a forced fumble against the Eagles yesterday. Yeah. He's, I and mean, in the week and before. Two sacks against Cincinnati. Yeah.
1: He was, he's, he is disruptive as hell. So, uh, I mean, you're 6'8, 300. Yeah. I know. And it's, I don't know what it is. The new coaching staff, whatever it is, but they've lit a fire under his butt to where he's, got techniques understood more mm. or knows his role better more or what? Maybe they just told him to stop thinking.
0: So I wrote down, uh, Josh, are we okay, Josh? Yeah, I think we're good. Uh, I did a back porch session last night, uh, mm. just cause I need to calm down from how bad my left go locks were. And I just started writing down bullet points and stuff. <laughs> and one thing I wrote for the, the Colts is Colts are super tough and they're going to be in every game this year. Right. Um, and then I wrote down, is, was the last play in the game a message to the rest of the league? Mm. I, I found it very surprising, and we're going to talk about Carson Wentz in a second, yeah. that they took out Andrew Luck to have Jacoby Brissett through the Hail Mary. Yeah. And my first thought was, if I was an opposing coach and I saw that, I'd go, we're going to jam up the box because all I saw was T.Y. Hilton across the middle yesterday. Right? Can Andrew Luck throw it deep with any accuracy? Yeah, And I don't know. But taking him out felt like a sign to <laughs> me. Well, I don't think – don't be too alarmed by it. I think the
1: first thing is this. He could still throw the ball 50 yards and and strike. I mean, he did that last week, and there was a pass interference against the Redskins, so he can do that. Now, to throw that Al Mary, you know, to get it into the end zone and comfortably, he was going to have to throw that 65 yards, basically, maybe a little bit more. Somewhere around there. Throw like that. Does yes. that
0: make your arm more sore? Well,
1: not that it makes it more sore, but maybe he feels like he just doesn't have the flexibility or the range in motion yet to still just let it, mm. you know, cock back and explode to where you can, you know, launch it. Yeah. I mean, now he he could do that before the injury. I mean, hey, on his pro day, like we talked about earlier in in our little meeting or whatever else, I mean, he threw the ball like 75 yards in the air. So he is at one time was capable of that, but maybe he felt like it was iffy from that standpoint right there. And Jacoby Brissett, it was not iffy. I mean, he threw it and I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to throw it out of the back of the end zone. Um, But I would say my big thing would be don't be concerned with that. That's not going to be... It's not going to
0: change how defenses defend them. I just I came away from that game looking at the Colts and going, man, that defense is quick. It's fast. They right. can get pressure. And I look at the offense and I go, they're just missing pieces. They are. They don't have the guys. You know, Ryan Grant's not the number two that's going to break a tackle and get in the end zone. No. Uh, and they were also missing Jack Doyle yesterday and Marlon Mack. Right. But I think the Colts are a problem. But Carson Wentz. Yes. You're right. I mean, he started off with a 12-play 79-yard drive where he's throwing it almost every play and auto the whole way, and it really didn't look like he missed a step. And the Carson Wentz that I was hoping for was in that last 17-play drive that took 11 minutes, that third and nine in Elson Aguilar. I said the statistic before, last year, third and eight and longer. The average NFL first down by a quarterback completion was 28% of the time. Mm. Carson Wentz was 48% of the time. That's about three more first downs per game. Yeah. And those keep your defense off the field, keep drives moving. Three first downs is enormous. Yeah. And that's
1: what he did yesterday. He did. He's he's special. I mean, I, I look at like I said, I didn't the finish, I didn't get to finish all my notes, but I'll just say this right away. I just wrote my first thing was literally, damn, Wentz is a stud. Shotgun, put it in his hands, off the bat, let's go. To me, that says like one thing, first of all. That means that the Eagles and like you just heard Kelsey talk about and the coaching staff, they view him as a guy like hey, who's Doug Peterson been around in his life? Guys like Brett Favre. They just they view him as that kind of talent. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. Hey, let's not make this complicated. Let's just put him in the shotgun, <laughs> let the spread spread out the field. Let him and see let, it. Let him see it. He'll make the right decisions, make right throws. But I mean, come on, man. His first two throws of the game. He throws a laser,
0: to the a laser end.
1: to the right sideline yep. uh, and the tight end, which was a tight window, but still, I was just like, wow, the, the balls to actually throw that. Yeah. And then the next throw is a laser over the
0: middle to Zach Ertz yes. in the tight coverage with a guy right there, right there. And that that to me just says it all. But to, I high fived my friend when that happened and said he's back.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that was I was like, that's all I had to see. I mean, and then his his movement, I, that's where I was blown away. And it did help the running game. Yes, like, we talked about that last week, Wendell right? Wendell Smallwood was everywhere. Wendell small he is going to help the run game yeah. because at the very least, you have to worry about that. Wendell Smallwood should have scored a touchdown on the pass that, that he threw to him down the left seam. That should have been a walk-in touchdown for yeah. a big-time running back to where that changes the dynamic yeah. of the game. and He kind of trips and falls. But... Uh, I just think your offense is gonna be
0: so much better, so oh. much harder to defend. Eagles are back uh, in the Super Bowl race. Yeah. That was a doubt. part of the reason why I picked against the Eagles as I didn't know what we were gonna get from Wentz. Yeah. And what I saw yesterday was oh no, he's fine. Yeah. He's, he's fine. fine. Let's go to the quarterback that your best friend lost, Jimmy G. Yeah. Uh sorry to all Niners fans. Mm-hmm. Uh to invest that much money into somebody and to see it really starting to click. And the time in which it happened sucked because you go down 35-7 to to the Chiefs, and it's a furious comeback. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that we messaged about during the game was, look how wide open these plays are that kyle shanahan gets for the niners the touchdown of the fullback sherman wide open the touchdown of goodwin wide open and i'm watching the game going i can't turn this off right because here come the niners and the defense was getting some stops and the niners were a good team yeah but he lowers his right shoulder his throwing shoulder and then he collapses Mm -hmm. and i guess his foot got stuck in the turf which you know
1: i would love to know if he was on tour at all that would be my first Yeah, this thing. is always your thing. It's always my thing because I know and I'll my to sum up that quick statement there for everybody out there. Most of the NFL takes tour it all before the football game. Toward all uh, numbs the nervous system. So let's just say you're standing on a clock, right? Uh, you're, you want to tell your body, hey, step on the 9 o'clock. Step there because I want to cut that way and go that way. Step there. Well, when your nervous system's numb and doesn't know where it is, it messes up what you call your proprioception. So your brain might say, step at the 9 o'clock. But then it steps at the eight o'clock, and it wasn't ready for that. Is and that it also, what it looked like to you? To me, it looked like that. I would really—that's what I would wonder. It's always what I think about, and you know, my history with my doctors and everything, but how everything can I've a learned.
0: Quarterback take to all? I of would hope he would and be accurate. Either
1: way, that was just two yeah. cents of it. Either way, so stupid what he did. Mm. What are you doing? Mm. Like realize your worth to the football team. Now, I mean, the season's over because you wanted to what? Get five more inches by lowering your shoulder. That's what's disappointing. Out of the fact, of course, I like the 49ers, and it's my buddy Kyle Shannon. But out of the fact that,
0: you know... Yeah, Justin Houston said it was his fault, too.
1: Of course Garoppolo. it is. Yeah, I mean, you have to know. You have to know... That what you are to the team is more important than maybe diving for a first down on some certain occasion or whatever it may be. you got to keep the big picture of the season there. And Garoppolo, I do think, was kind of turning the corner in this game finally to where I was going, okay, he's looking comfortable. He was. He's getting off the first read and not just staying there in the pocket and taking sacks unnecessarily. So all those things – And I think what just annoys me, too, because now I just worry about whether it it filters into 2019. Here he is. It's a guy, again, has not played a lot of football. 10 starts. Right. And we're all acting like he's just this, you know, salty veteran who's been around for a while. No, he still has a learning curve to go, and now next year he's going to have to battle getting healthy and you know getting comfortable with reps again and all that. Niners
0: Uh, are bringing in Tom Savage right now to work out. Sure, CJ Beathard. Yeah, I have
1: no faith in it. Can
0: this team win any games?
1: I mean, they can win games, yes, but they're going to have to heavily rely on without Jimmy last year. No, I know. I mean, that's why they made the move, but it, it, it won't be easy any game with their defense and the fact that yeah, Jimmy's a definitely. A tier or two better thrower than CJ Beathard. You know it's going to come on the running game's going to have to be special, and Kyle's going to have to be extra special with how he packages plays and formations and, you haven't and talked make things. To him, have either you? I have not. What I can't think even. He, how do you think he's? Feeling? I mean, how could he not be devastated? How could he not be? Their two biggest off-season you know investments are gone before week three of the season's over. Him and Jarek McKinnon. They just get back a Ruben Foster. I mean, it's just. You know they've had a lot deal with a lot of crap. Richard
0: Sherman's going to be Richard Sherman's going to be out, for a, few be out a few
1: weeks. Exactly right, calf strain. What on his Killy's leg, right? Which mm. is I just again, it just shows you here we are in the NFL
0: and rehab is in the stone so age. Let me, let me ask you, yeah. you're going to eventually talk to Kyle. Yeah, how do you as a friend? you're going to want to talk ball you're also going to, to know how he's feeling but you're also going to want to be like hey man do you immediately say sorry as soon as you hear his I voice do. yeah
1: yeah i usually would say sorry but just be like dude I'm, I'm sorry man that sucks and he'll make a comment about it and you know whatever it is what it is and we got to keep going like he'll oh, give you coach the head coach speak. Yeah, he'll give coach speak but that's truthfully what he feels um and Uh, You know, he'll compete. He's going to continue to find ways to screw over defenses, and we'll see where it goes.
0: Is there any chance that this could be a silver lining? Is there any chance? That Jimmy Garoppolo gets one year of sitting in the laboratory with Kyle Shanahan, watching the games going on, picking up more and more of the playbook, and he comes out next year with a robotic eye. (sighs) Ready to tear apart defenses.
1: I, I, I there is stuff that be gained. Yes, just I hope but he doesn't, it sucks. Let's it just, does it. Sucks. It does. It's right. But yes, hopefully he is on the sidelines with a headset on mm. and really getting to hear Kyle's conversations, not only with the quarterback, but what he's saying to coordinators and other coaches. Yes, why they're on the offensive side of the ball. so he can, he can understand what Kyle's thinking. Like. I never got to be that franchise guy, but I was getting close to being that. And one thing I know in that time is I started to really know after, let's say, 10 starts or whatever, like what Gruden was expecting with certain plays. Or even having a feel of like... It's 3rd and 3. I know he's going to go to this play. I know
0: it. I just can feel the way when he's talking about it. When you say expectations of right. certain plays, do you mean which receiver he wants to go to? Yes,
1: what he's thinking in the coverage they're going to be in, how that he wants you to manage the play in general, all these little the intuitions, right, that he's that you've had conversations about, you know, in the time leading up to that, to now where you feel like I know what he's thinking when he's making that call. I'm going to look to the flat. Gotcha. I'm going to look to wide banana. If it's not there, I'm throwing it away. Like something like that where
0: – Yeah, you you're know, in his head. You're in much. his head, right. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks in that game, hello, Patrick Mahomes is not slowing down no. anytime soon. No, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs versus Jared Goff and the Rams. Woo. Which offense do you think sustains this success longer? Gosh. I personally, I'll yeah. weigh in yeah. first. Yeah, I think that the Chiefs is harder to defend, yep. but I think that the Rams lasts longer because I think Sean McVay is that special. Yeah. And I would say that... I like the one-on-one talent a lot in Kansas City. Right. But that unit of the Rams right now, like uh, I feel like a lot of the Chiefs is like finding isolated mismatches Mm -hmm. where the Rams, I feel like it's a whirlwind and you don't even know what's happened. And by the way, Robert Woods had the ball the whole time. Yeah, right. Like it feels like a more cohesive like together unit where the Chiefs feels more explosive. Yeah,
1: I I think the... They're, they're, they're hands down the two best offenses in the NFL right close. now. The most dangerous, right?
0: Saints and Falcons are interesting.
1: Yes, they are. But, but they don't have that firepower. Right. right. Uh, and I think um, – I know what you're saying because I think the Kansas City thing is – It's just a little more of an unconventional offense, too. So it's hard to feel like, what is the flow? It's just so many things to worry about here and there. Where McVay is so creative, but Uh. within the traditional sense of it, too. Where it's like, okay, play action, deep cross it to Brandon Cooks. Yes. Okay, play action, and he found the underneath shallow cross. Oh, okay, play action, and... Damn, oh, it's the screen to Todd Gurley, 40 yards up the sideline. That's the part. That's where he ties it together so well.
0: So I look at their offenses. I am more afraid of the guys on the Chiefs. Yeah. Like Travis Kelsey's a a matchup nightmare. Tyreek Hill, we know about Sammy Watkins. And I think that Brandon Cooks and and, and Cooper Cup and all those guys, and Robert Robert Woods, Woods. great trio. Great trio. right. But it's the Gurley factor. I know. Every time Gurley touches the ball, Mm -hmm. he's 40 yards down the field. And there's part of me that I I do kind of wonder. They played the Chargers. Right. Okay. We've seen their defense allow a lot of points thus far. Yep. Uh, They've played the Cardinals. We see what they are. And they really didn't have any offense. And they've played the Raiders. Right. So – Thursday night against the Vikings will be very interesting. It will especially
1: be. because... It sucks it's being wasted on Thursday night. It sucks cool. it's
0: being wasted on Thursday night. It sucks that Marcus Peters is going to miss it. Yeah. It sucks that Aqib Talib might miss it. Right. That's not finalized. But Andrew Whitworth just had minor knee surgery. Yeah, I know. He might miss Thursday, too.
1: Let alone the fact that you're taking away the most one of the most inventive guys in the sport yes. four days, three days from him to be more inventive. I mean, that's what I think people are missing on the Thursday night football conversation. You're taking away... The, all the creative plays throughout the week that we love to watch on Sunday and all those things—they don't get put into a game on Thursday because it has to be simple. But you would take what the Chiefs or the Rams? I guess I would take the man. It's so close, gosh. I guess I would take the Chiefs, but I don't. It's the 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 Rams do have the more traditional good downhill running game. I think they have the favor there, right. uh, but I think the Mahomes Watkins. Tyree Kill Factor,
0: Chris Conley, it's, Travis Kelsey. Right, it's Kareem just a Hunt. little
1: too special, but they're so explosive. And I'll say where the Rams have closed the gap, and I know I'll watch the film and really deep dive into this on 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 Wednesday or Thursday podcast is Jared Goff. Jared Goff is making. I'll be the first to tell you, Jared Goff is was system ish last year. Okay, and the year before play. I like I always said to Lefko and years past. This silver platter completions. Here's, you know, here you go, Jared Goff. Here's a 20-yard in cut on a silver platter. If you just throw it anywhere here to hit the wall, it's going to be a complete first down. And all those, yes, they're still there, but he's hitting those with consistency every time. Now, you don't have to worry about it. And like you and I talked about a little earlier today, he's making throws that we just go like, I go, whoa. Yes. That was 101 miles per hour on the corner.
0: Legit zip. Exactly right. So corner that's where seems. I'm like, ooh, watch out for this Rams team then. I, I don't want to undersell this. Yeah. We are somewhat seen, you yes. are somewhat seen as someone that doesn't like Jared Goff, which is never the case. We don't have any personal vendettas None or anything. at all. But you've always thought that Goff lacked some of the physical tools yes. to be an elite level NFL right. quarterback. The last few games, you're reevaluating.
1: I definitely am. I mean, if it, yes, he's gonna change my thought if this continues because it's it's not only the the skills, it's moving in the pocket and making a few throws on the run, but more than anything too, it's the confidence and the aggressive decisions that he's making. Where I used to sit there and for lack of a better phrase, be like, Oh, you wussy. I mean, you had the twenty yard completion and it was a little tight and you didn't want to throw it. And he threw the check down and got a completion for four. But, man, there was 25 yards to be had there. Now there's no, like, he sees it and he lets it go. And I think that's, again, offense. And I really give Sean McVay a ton of credit for that because I think he's built his confidence Mm. to not have to worry about that. Because I do think Jared Goff was a little bit deer in the headlights because of his first year and what he had to deal with in that crap offense under Jeff Fisher.
0: I believe I wrote down the five quarterbacks that I think are playing best in the NFL right now. Let me hear it. Here are my five. I like it. And I'm not including Fitzpatrick and Big Ben because they played tonight. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay. I'm excited for that tonight. Mahomes. Yep. Goff. Right. Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton. I mean, that's... that's- I think awesome those five. are I think those are the five quarterbacks right now. Yeah. And of course screw everybody's rankings it's unnecessary. But like Rodgers was on one leg. Kirk Cousins yeah, has yeah, had no, a few games. Yeah, I know games. what you're saying, but, but the, for those three games guys, of impressive stuff. Yes. Right. I I hear you. Last eight trips in the red zone for right. the Falcons. They've scored. Drew Brees I I'm I have a hard time when I like the fact that he really only has Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, right. and they're still putting up that many yards, yep. his control of an offense right now, mm-hmm. it's master class yeah, status. It is. It's what I've always felt like professional athletes want. It's when you still have enough physical tools to take advantage that your brain is so much more advanced than everybody else. Yes. The spin move was yes. fantastic. Amazing. I Amazing! Mean, it just two full speed NFL defenders coming at you, and you put them in the spin cycle with a dive. It's so funny to def- defensive guys just can't help it. They're like, yeah. "I want to kill him! Yes, <laughs> but with Drew Brees, to me, it's it. There's not a lot of guys. I think two things that can run Sean Payton's offense mm-hmm. the way Sean really wants mm-hmm. it to, and the second would be. To keep his body in that kind of shape. Yeah. It's the aspect of Drew Brees that no one talks about. You're right. He's in better shape than Matt Ryan. Yeah. He's in better shape than Jared Goff. You know he's he he has the physical tools. I can't remember who
1: was announced in that game yesterday. Was that Chris Carter in that game?
0: Uh, it was. It was Chris Carter. And he Dick took Stockton. a shot
1: at like Tom Brady at one point. He's like, hey, uh, Drew Brees. He doesn't eat all this avocado ice cream and stuff, but he does like he does a lot of the right things. He just doesn't feel like he's got to tell everybody about it.
0: Yeah. And I was like, that.
1: man, that was just a shot at Tom out of I nowhere. Love that. But. Uh, I agree with you. His athletic ability has always been understated. And again, I know everybody in the world thinks I'm a Drew Brees hater. Yeah, I don't think Drew Brees is one of the five best quarterbacks in football anymore. I do think he's top ten, and I think he's awesome, and he can be surgical, and all the things that you we talked about, you know, even like what Michael Lombardi talked about a little last week, you know, that offense they got to keep up with Drew Brees. Yes, he's on another level. He's like an extension of the coaching staff, and yeah, they're rolling right now. And the real, this is the real gem of the whole thing. The Saints are two and one. Yes, and they've played average football to me that's always a sign of a good football team when you don't really play your best but you got the way and you're going to come out two and one like i would say watch out when they start to get it going here and because the they loss. might be able to right they might be able to rip off four or five in a row and also we look up and go damn they're nine and two
0: uh well i will say this they are going to have that stretch if you remember before this season i talked about their schedule yeah weeks like nine through 14 get real tough a lot of prime time games a lot of big time matchups yeah you want me to re- re- through yeah, it real through real quick it. it's it's week seven after their bye week it gets real yes it- now luckily for them they have mark ingram back which yes, i think is right. a huge piece for them huge
1: they definitely need but listen him.
0: to the schedule
1: but after the bye week it's at Baltimore Ravens. Tough. At Minnesota Vikings. Tough. Home against the Rams. Like, that's what I'm saying. At the Bengals. Tough. Home against the Eagles. Home against the Falcons. Yes. At the Dallas Cowboys. And
0: that's why I had yeah. the Saints falling behind the Falcons this year is that stretch for the Saints is a murderer's row. It is a merger. murderer's yeah. row. Uh, I also wrote this down speaking about the Ravens. yeah, I think the Ravens might go 8-0 at home this year. They're a different team at home. I they told you beat up the Broncos yeah. and they beat up the Bills and then the Bengals game was on the road and they right. started off slow and came back, but I still feel really good about our Ravens pick. I, I think we should. I don't think But we're... at home they are that offense Joe Flacco is just different at home. It it
1: certainly seems that way. I mean their offense at least is fun to watch a little bit now. It's just not dink and dunk. He's yes. aggressive. Marty Morningweg seems aggressive. I'll be excited to watch that film. And, yeah, I'm not giving up on the Ravens by by any stretch of the imagination. I
0: think that we were wrong about Dallas. I think we're okay to admit yeah, we're that in trouble. now. we're that in trouble. That offense doesn't look good. And the defense, you know, they got all these great pass rushers, but you can run on them because they're all pass rushers. They are all pass rushers. Um,
1: the, the Cowboys still don't run the football enough. Let me just say that real quick as we're here. I mean, even in the first half, it's first down, rip off for seven, and then it's pass on second and pass on third. And then the next drive, they come out and it's play action pass on first. And then it's, oh, damn, we didn't get anything on that play action pass. So it's second and 10, and we'll throw again. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I still don't think it's enough. I, I, he was phenomenal yesterday.
0: He was and, averaging like eight yards a And their O line like was third. having their way. But yes. they
1: go too many spurts of not giving him the ball or just imposing their physical will when I'm it's on about there. Zeke. Yeah, Zeke and the offensive line just annoying. I mean, yeah, 16 for 127. He should have got 16 in the first half of that game. That's where I'm annoyed with Dallas right now.
0: They are annoying. Yeah. Uh, Panthers, Cam Newton is feeling it. Mm -hmm. You can see it. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer that it's proven that if Cam Newton starts a game off well, they end up winning the game. He's just a momentum guy. I'm a firm believer that that applies to the season as well. The Carolina Panthers have been doing this without Thomas Davis. Mm Mm-hmm. He's back in week five. Yeah. So I expect the Panthers to have a run later this year. And the other team that I think people might be writing off and they're going to do it the wrong way yeah. is the Chargers. Yeah, Think about who the Chargers have played now. Right, that's right. So they played the Chiefs and the Rams in two of the first three weeks. Right. So let's not get on them too hard. And they don't have Corey Legit. He's going to be back in two weeks. Yep. And Bosa will be back. Yes, The Rams were able to run whenever they needed to to ice that game. The Chargers will be fine they're unfortunately going to have to do what the Chargers always do, which is go on like a Rattle seven back. game winning streak and then eke into the playoffs. Right? But I, yeah, I know
1: the Rams O line is one of the pleasant surprises of the year. Hopefully Whitworth's surgery is not yeah. too invasive. Um, but yeah, damn. I mean, well, how about, you know, uh white boy, Supreme Christian McCaffrey. Oh, wow. Just between the tackles running. I mean, that's really kind of the one thing we hadn't seen through his career yet. And maybe the one question I still had about him was, can he be that bell cow guy? And, you know, he shut that crap up yesterday. Like, he really special, did. Man. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't get to like that game. I did not focus on. No. Hugely. So a lot of a better breakdown for the Thursday pod. But yes.
0: Yes. Caroline. I know how to Dante streak. Jackson. Yeah. He had a big interception. I mean, he's I'm he's phenomenal. All right. So I ranked the rookie quarterbacks and I want to know if I'm right or not. Okay. I went. Yeah. Even though it's kind of super early for two it's of them. It's
1: okay. It's all how for everything. How they've looked. Yes.
0: My top tier right is Baker and Josh Allen. Yep, okay. My second tier is Sam Darnold, then Josh Rosen, right. Then Lamar Jackson, right. Then Mitchell Trubisky. I know he's not a rookie. Yeah. But that's where I am with Mitchell Trubisky. Okay. That's that's okay. I mean, hey, listen, I, I, there's Why not- do I feel like Baker and Josh and Sam are already ahead of Mitchell Trubisky?
1: I don't know why you feel that way. I'm. Do you disagree? I, I mean, I, I think the thing that Baker, Baker and Sam might be a little bit more natural quarterbacks, right? Where oh. Trubisky just more of an athlete who plays quarterback, and that's the big thing we're going to see going forward. Just like with Marcus Mariota, that was always my issue. He's an athlete that plays quarterback instead of a quarterback who's an athlete. Like Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback who's an athlete. Deshaun Watson is a quarterback who's an athlete. Carson Wentz. Is a quarterback who's an athlete, and then there's that other flip right where we go, damn! Are they just they were all these good athletes growing up, and the coach just said you be the quarterback because you can kind of throw it, yeah. and if we're in trouble, you'll run around. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's playing worse right now, Trubisky, than he did last year. And wild. I, I it is wild, and I, I mean, I want to feel like he's a little bit just. The whole situation in Chicago, the coaching staff's in his head and he's overthinking things to a degree because he still does make some throws and some plays where I go. Damn, that was a nice throw. I uh, see that. Yeah,
0: he was more in control last year. I think so he too. He seemed more poised. I, it's last like year. they
1: took his his you know guts away, or he just they're they're making him question himself a little bit. Yeah, which, I didn't
0: think he looked like this last year. Either. No,
1: with the cryptic talk too that we saw last week in the Monday Night Football game and all that. That's kind of what I would think just by some of the crap they talked about. But yeah, those turnovers were bad, and that's why you lose a left go law a lock. It's little things like that again. The Bears were clearly the better football clearly. team. As they played, you just said, damn, when are they going to take the lead? When yes. is it going to happen that way?
0: Hammer this home.
1: Right. And it took a little while, but they finally got there. And, yes, those
0: early turn- turnovers were, were a big reason why that game was so close. So I have a new relationship. Oh. Yeah, it's romantic. Mm-hmm. Mm, let me Thursday hear Thursday night, uh, I really wasn't expecting it. Really? And then kissed me right out of the mouth oh my gosh you're cheating on Sam already Baker Mayfield blew me away uh, I thought you liked I love Sam redheads this is the thing that it's funny it goes back to like the Jared off Drew Brees thing we were yeah. talking about just because I like someone yeah. doesn't mean I dislike somebody I, else. I know. I know. I think Sam is being unfairly judged right now. I think that when a quarterback has a fourteen nothing lead and his defensive minded head coach is saying, Let's protect the ball <laughs> and then all of a sudden that defensive minded coach's defense just allowed two touchdowns and yeah. then they go back to the quarterback and say, Hey, just kidding, win the game. It's really hard for any quarterback, let alone a rookie quarterback. Yes. But Baker can do things that Sam can't. And one of them was that seam throw in between the linebacker and the safety. Baker is is the package. He's the package, and John Dorsey is sitting back, going, "Hey, buddy boy, I hey, told buddy you, boy. I told you, buddy boy." You're right, but Baker I love looked. When you do his that life. was that was special, man. It, I mean, to come in down with the, with the whole city, and there's a possum loose in the stands. And you're that da- was
1: yeah, down, you're down fourteen to
0: three. To a defense that's been destroying the other quarterback that you share a Winnebago with. It goes back to what
1: we said first of all. Thursday night didn't show you a quarterback who's playing not to lose, and then a quarterback that's playing to win, like we talked about last week. But man, you're I mean, you're right. First of all, Baker Mayfield to me looks like a shorter Brett Favre out there. Mm. I mean, just the way he's what Dorsey
0: was saying too.
1: That's the way he slings it around and just the fearless decision making. Um And I I think, you know, hey, and again, Sam did good things, and it was a rough night. And let's not forget, the Browns' defense is as good as anybody in football. Like, it's real. It's the real
0: deal. Yes. They shut down the Steelers. Yes. They shut down the Saints, and they pounded the Jets. Yes,
1: they did. And I just look at the other thing I'll say that popped out is, I mean, hey, as good as Sam has been, damn, you could tell a difference in arm. I mean, when Baker came in, you said, whoa, that ball's traveling down the TV screen at a yes. little different speed than everybody would be it's watching all game. Simple to see, really. S- simple to see, exactly. It's so simple that my wife was like. <laughs> Like, and my wife, you know, is clueless.
0: I love that you build it up every time. We're all very
1: well aware okay, that okay. when your wife makes a comment, it's really nothing. I mean, nothing. clueless. The only reason she's even paying attention somewhat is because Sam's been on The Sims and Left Go show. Hey, good so show she's to watching that just to, and she goes, she knows I like him. Yeah. So, oh, I like him too. Yeah. But she knows Baker Mayfield a little from the hard knocks and right. all that. And she's sitting there watching the other night, and I couldn't believe she looked at me and she's like, this is fun. It is fun. This is fun. It's like I can't fun. believe we're watching this. Like, these young guys doing this. And I was like, I can't believe you're my wife. What did you do is... with her? <laughs> you're usually just talking about what Yeezys you want to buy next. It sounds like, like she's
0: been watching more football this she, year. She
1: says, like, because of us and just, like, my workload, she's, like, starting to learn through osmosis.
0: That's great. Yeah, so we'll see. But you know what else it is? Yeah. There's a lot of fun quarterbacks in the NFL right there now. There is. Like, you go through, and it's funny, you know, I traded for Patrick Mahomes in fantasy, and yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah. But I was talking to the guy that our, Not on our fantasy not team? Not on our fantasy team. Damn. We're yeah. going to have to make a move. What do we got? I think we're picking up Ryan Tannehill now that we lost to <laughs> him. Okay, G&B. then we got to do that. That's bad. Yeah. But there are so many quarterbacks... That are pretty talented, and yeah. I think two years ago, where we're trying to convince ourselves, and the Tom Savages of the world, and right. and and all these guys, it's it's a new era, man. It is. I
1: did a Sims in sixty. I don't expect you to listen about it, but I talked about how like it's it's this golden age of NFL quarterback. There's
0: like twenty to twenty four quarterbacks in the NFL that can win.
1: It's thirty years of this sport being the most popular sport in our country, and the best athletes. Going, I want to be a quarterback, and it's seven on seven camps, and I got a quarterback coach and I'm nine years old and I've only trained for a football and we're seeing the fruits of or what are we bearing the fruits of that. There you go, bearing the fruits of our labor. And I just I think I look at that and you go, damn, okay, damn. You know, last year it was Mahomes, Trubisky, and um um Watson. Watson, thank you, duh. And then this year it's five other guys in the first round. And guess what? I can tell you right now, it's going to be at least three more this year because I know the damn kid from Oregon's going in the top ten, and the damn kid from Missouri's going very high, and the damn kid from Auburn are going very high. Let alone some of those ones that I might not like, the kid from West Virginia, he'd probably be a late round. Wentz and
0: Goff both hit exactly. I mean, like without looking ahead, that's like ten guys in the last three or four drafts that are all solid quarterbacks. This is my other. Out of Lefko Field. Okay.
1: Okay. Out of Sim Stadium. This, I really think this might be something going forward. What? Like, why do we have to give our seventh year quarterback $140 million when, when there's these studs that are coming up the lines every year and we're seeing teams be successful with quarterbacks on rookie contracts and they're capable of playing at a high level a la a Wentz, a golf, a Russell Wilson, you know, Joe Flacco when he was doing it early on. So I, I wonder if that becomes mm. a thing. I do. could I be, do be wonder,
0: interesting. right. Uh, Speaking of Josh Allen, Josh got his first start, and other than completely wrecking a left co lock, he completely wrecked a Minnesota Vikings team. I know. I didn't even picture gonna, my notes. So I have not seen your notes at all, yeah. which is probably good. Uh, from the outside looking in, here's mm-hmm. the perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, here's my perspective. Two Kirk Cousins fumbles inside your own 20 yep. led to a lot of the reason why that game got out of hand quickly, but... The Josh Allen pump fake on the screen, deep pass was a beautiful play. Josh Allen jumped over somebody. That was everywhere. When you went back and watched the notes, excuse me, that doesn't make sense. When you went back and watched the film, I was looking at your notes. How was Josh Allen against a very good defense?
1: Yeah, Uh, he was really good. I mean, it was it was the right game plan on both sides of the ball. I think that's the first thing I look at. First drive of the game, hey, they got bailed out by what I think is really kind of a bullcrap roughing the passer penalty on Josh oh, Allen. Surprise. Right, surprise. Haven't heard of those. Yeah, you know I mean, so that was that extended the first drive and then they go down the go down the field and score a touchdown. I can't even remember the first touch. Oh, Josh Allen runs to the left, breaks contain, through the left side to score a diving touchdown where I believe I wrote, damn, you know you're fast when you can outrun Barr – with the ball in your hand to the corner of the end zone. I mean, he outran Anthony Barr with the ball in his hand so at you're the same size. Me,
0: you're telling me he outran Anthony Barr right. and then jumped over Anthony Barr? Yeah, I mean— an- And Anthony Barr is like a top set, like top ten pick because of how physically gifted he is.
1: Exactly right. I mean, he's 6'5", 255, and can run and jump and do all those things. So I think just from what we saw, they managed the game correctly— they ran the ball. They threw screens. They got the ball out of his hands quickly, and then they had some nice wrinkles off of it. But a lot of the big plays were
0: because of him and his athletic ability. Yeah. Can I prod your brain? Yeah. All right. You were about yeah. to witness Lefko milking right. Sims. Arm strength. Arm strength is.
1: Through the roof. I mean, it's it's up there with you know the Fars and the Mahomes. I mean Rodgers
0: and Mahomes. How is he reading the Vikings defense yesterday? He was good. They made the game simple on him. Yeah. What does so, that mean? Well, it way? just
1: it was very basic. Like, okay, here's a bootleg. It's to the flat or to the crosser. And if it's not there, you run or throw it away. Uh, you know, here's a three step passing game. If you got single over here, it's just going to be a six yard hitch route. Throw a mm. rifle over there and get it
0: done. With it being that simple, yeah. are people going to be able to figure that out, or is his ability able to overcome it? No, that?
1: I think there are, people are going to be able to figure it out because, again, they don't have the weapons to go along with it that scare you. Mm. But his ability is going to keep them into football games. They That game would have got close if it weren't for his ability to make magic happen, escaping out of the pocket and either running for a first down or escaping out of the pocket and then dumping the ball off to a Chris Ivory where the, the defenders are like, well, what do I do? We've been covering for seven mm. seconds and now he's about to turn the corner, so I have to go run up and tackle him. Oh, there's Chris Ivory behind me for so a 70-yard game. a number of times. A number of times. His running was the difference in the game. It's what kept the lead, it's what kept the ball in their hands, mm. and it's what extended drives to where he could make a play with his arm or somebody else could at some point. It's
0: very early, from what you were watching with him in college to what you saw yesterday in his first start. Yeah. Where? How far has he come? Is it what you were expecting to see?
1: I. I it is. It is what I'm expecting me. You know I've been high on him and I thought he polished himself up a lot just from where he went from the end of the season to the the Senior Bowl and the Combine. So I still think we're seeing that in the right way. Added to the fact that he's got a coach in McDermott who knows how to manage a football game and knows how to communicate how he wants that game managed to a guy like Brian Dayball, who's from New England, who also understands that theory as well. So the Bills are back smart. to playing smart football. They were, and the defense echoed
0: that as well. What about you? I guess you watched the defense. I did. I huh? watched both sides. So did. did they just destroy the Vikings O-line?
1: Uh, for the most part, they got them playing. And who did it? Well, I mean, Jerry Hughes certainly— Oh, he's back. Jerry Hughes whooped the crap out of Riley Reef on that side. Also, they did a few nice little stunts too, where you know they put the Milano kid outside Jerry Hughes, so now the back is outside Riley Reef, and as soon as the back committed himself, Milano came underneath. And what happened a few times is Murray actually almost hit Riley Reef and stopped him from being able to stop Hughes man. get around the edge. But they are smart, and if you, I wish you got to read my themes, because one of my themes of this weekend was the five man pressure. Which is what a fucking waste it is. I mean whether it was the the Texans doing it to the Giants and why they were tearing them up um, but they rushed for change coverages uh, and just basically once they got that lead, didn't take any chances and said, Huh? We're just going to see if your offense can execute, and we're going to drop into some zones, and we mm. think we have a read on what your concepts are. And they did that correctly.
0: Blip for the Vikings, or a big problem moving forward? I,
1: I, I think you are like me. I'm not sold on the Vikings. I want to be, but I'm not. I know exactly right. Their it's, offensive
0: lines would scare.
1: Offensive me. lines an issue. I mean, Everson Griffin's out, and they are a different defensive line. So
0: that was so. How big of a, of a loss was Everson Griffin? I, I mean, it's a huge loss. It's a, it it's like their defense
1: huh? never really. They would have a guy like him would have stopped Josh Allen from a, two or three of those runs where you just going, damn, he's not going to get around the corner if that's Everson Griffin, mm. or you know he might have got around the corner, but Everson Griffin would have caught him from behind. Whatever Thursday it may night's
0: going to be fascinating. It really will be because the interior offensive line for the Vikings against Donald and Sue, and then all the injuries for the Rams right now. Right, I'm curious if Everson Griffin's back. I I would be interested, too. I mean, that's what I feel like.
1: Did they rest him and Dalvin Cook just for that game? Oh. But that would be my thing. Maybe Overlooking it. Like, you know, I think we can get away with this one. Let's get ready for the Rams the next week. And that's when you get your ass whooped in the NFL.
0: So how long does this Bill's good fortune last? Um...
1: I don't. It's going to be tough. I mean, it's it's going to have to go. The game's going to have to fall the right way for them. Yeah. It's going to have to be the right. They're just not that talented, right? But this was one of those games about the five man rush too that I wanted to get to. Sure. How many times the Vikings rushed five? I mean, I just don't get it. You know, and then and then okay, Is that typical of them. It, it can be typical of them. Yes. For
0: people that, that are not understanding why this upsets Sims so much, teams have five offensive linemen. So if you're going to rush five, which means you're putting yourself at a disadvantage with receivers and running backs, odds are you might not even get pressure with the five right? because you're kind of going even
1: on even. And one guy gets knocked out of the way, and all of a sudden there's this huge hole there, and there's less guys to actually now look at the running quarterback and go tackle him because that linebacker is stuck in the line of scrimmage because he was the fifth rusher.
0: And you've always said that when you pass rush five, it's like you want to blitz, but you're not man enough to
1: blitz. Yeah. That's what it is. It's kissing your sister.
0: If you're going to blitz, blitz six. Especially Zimmer. I didn't expect Zimmer to be like that. It, it really screwed But Zimmer's them. someone that when he brings five, he disguises it. Yes. Two guys in the A block, right. in the A gap, one guy drops, the other one comes. It's, yep. it's a it's a hidden five. Yes. It, it
1: can be a hidden five. This game was not. And then the other thing they just didn't prepare for was, yeah, okay, yeah, you might have five and your coverage, you guys might be able to cover them. But you know what they forgot about? That number 17 has a freaking howitzer for a right arm. And even though your defense was right, your defenders were like, Holy crap, that ball just went right by my hand. And it's a completion. Yeah. And that has to be taken into account when you play quarterbacks like this.
0: All right, so yep. we have some questions about the Vikings. Excited about the potential of Josh Allen. Yes. But this is not going to be an every day, every week thing, mainly no. because of his weapons. And
1: Cousins was off. Not just the fumbles throws after that it's amazing it was the I'm same guy I, from i'm two glad weeks ago. i traded for Mahomes. homes i have cousins in that league yeah cu- cousins missed some throws in the game where when the game was still in the balance 14 nothing 17 nothing where you go okay he hits this deep crosser right here to Thielen. they're, they're gonna be back in this game and then mm. field goal. and he he just missed
0: some throws where i was like what the teams hell? that were oh and two heading into to uh sunday uh were four and one against the spread the only team that that didn't yes. was the Raiders. Uh, and the Raiders had that game too. Right. Um Bills
1: Vikings playing from behind will be interesting as we go forward. Not a good playing from behind team. I just I I mean I know they pulled it off in the... Green Bay, but Green Bay had oh, chances yeah. and I know also think if Aaron Rodgers is healthy at that game, that would have never came to that. But yeah, because of their O line, like we've talked about Lefko, like if you if they're playing from behind and you know they're gonna throw the ball every play, they're gonna be in trouble. Right.
0: Uh you were just talking about the Packers. Yeah. Clay Matthews and the hit. Right. I saved it for now because I wanted to have some discussions because I feel like everyone's discussing this first. Mm-hmm. Clay Matthews, third week in a row? Third week in a row. Gets a rough in the passer. The first one, he deserved it. Yes. The Chicago one. Then the game against Minnesota with Kirk Cousins, and now with Alex Smith, he gets called for the body weight pass rushing penalty. I joked earlier that for his whole career, he's been made to look faster because of his hair. I have a theory that if you have long hair, he it creates tracers. a trail. It's a tracer. You look faster. And that maybe the hits look making a more violent. He is also someone that clearly lifts his legs up uh, to make make the sack, and I think it's being interpreted that way. This time, he rolled over, put his hands off. He's like, look, I'm not putting my weight on.
1: I don't think he's lifting anybody up. I just think when you're 260 pounds and you can you can squat 500-something pounds, when you run into an object, they go off the ground. That's what I do That's what's annoying. Sorry.
0: Go ahead. And then... Uh, right around that time, Aaron Rodgers gets picked up by Duran Payne, Northern Lights suplexed down to the ground, all of Duran Payne's 300 and something on top of him. It wasn't called. Right. Um, I kind of I took a picture of it in my phone because is there any chance that this is happening because of who the quarterbacks are? And I'm not saying it's because they're stars. I'm saying because they're small. Mm. Think of the quarterbacks. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith. Yeah. When they get hit, it looks like they're going to explode. Yeah,
1: right. You've seen those guys. They're not big guys in person.
0: If Clay Matthews did that to Cam Newton, bet you it's not called. I agree, dude.
1: Him, Carson Wentz, any of uh, that. Yes.
0: I feel like when I saw Alex Smith get hit, his whole body was like, Ugh, I'm a little I'm a little teapot. Right. And then Clay went on him. And I think visually, right. it looked like all of his weights on this little guy. Yeah. Then we have William Hayes tears his acl apparently trying to sack and not put all of his weight down so it's an issue we've had 30 rough in the past for penalties called already it's an issue in every single game how upset are you Uh, clay Matthews says the nfl is getting soft they are it's disgusting it's stupid i'm all for player safety like i'm all for it
1: but i don't even understand what what's expected here they have to rewrite the rule to a degree and go back to the drawing board just like they did with the helmet rule in the preseason. It has to happen. It's, uh, we're here to protect the quarterback, sure. If Clay Matthews was picking guys up and then like deliberately driving them to the ground, yeah, that's one thing. But these are like perfect form tackles, textbook, head to the side, shoulder yes. in the chest, yes. and then just running through the object. That's what he's doing. And when you're 6'4", 260, and you run through an object, they tend to come off the ground as a Alex Smith or a Kirk Cousins who are 6'3", 215, yeah. or whatever it may be. It's it's I think it's ruining the sport to a degree. I, 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 can't, I, I don't know what else to say. If the quarterback doesn't have... Somewhat of a fear in the pocket, then damn, what's the point of even hitting the quarterback anymore? I, I just it, they're taking away a big aspect of the football game. There, it's uh, it's um. It's just the expectations are not realistic, I guess, is what I'm saying. So the, the point
0: is it's changing the game. The counterpoint would be, did you enjoy the NFL last year? Did you enjoy not having Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson and all these guys? Like the NFL recorrected so hard yeah. because they didn't want another year of all the quarterbacks okay. being hurt. Oh, oh
1: who, hit, who hit Jimmy Garoppolo yesterday? Oh, I didn't know the NFL could tell the future. Suck it. They don't know crap. Okay, yeah, I liked the NFL last year. Would I have liked it more if Odell and Deshaun Watson were playing? Okay, yes. But which one of their plays had to deal with this? I mean, Aaron Rodgers has to play a reckless style of football or Green Bay can't do crap. So he has to go on the run at full speed and throw 70-mile-per-hour rocket balls when he's running full speed because they can't do anything unless he does. He got caught in a weird situation. Deshaun Watson, when did that happen?
0: Uh, practice. practice, right? That Thank God, really for that. happened in Seattle. It happened in Seattle. It got twisted yeah. somewhere. But again, my point is, they can't control these things. I f- feel like the NFL is in a no-win situation. Either one, they're seen as not protecting their players enough, or two, they're seen as again the no-fun league. So either they're not fun and they're hurting the 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 purity of the game, or they're not aptly protecting their players, which I think they're sep- they're very sensitive about after the CTE. uh, And the case and all
1: that. Yeah, right. I think they are sensitive to that. I think your point about the quarterback thing is certainly a part of this. Um, But, like, I'm all for player safety, and it's going in the right direction. This one is overboard. It's not not within the spirit of the game. This was made for the egregiously wrong to protect the quarterback from when those – like a stupid meathead de tackle who wants to take all his rage out on somebody does something that's, you know, without with without or outside the confines of the rules. These were not that. And uh, I just think the NFL has to go back. And I heard little comments yesterday that like like, like even John Mara is not happy with it. He admitted in the pregame when I'm watching the Texas Giants game that there's something has to be done that this this not right. So I'm hoping they are going to self-correct this yes. or, or maybe rewrite the language to a degree because uh, Green Bay's been screwed for sure. And not alone, I mean, then the refs screwed them, but then, yeah, the receivers can't catch the ball and that doesn't help Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, you were pissed at their receivers yesterday.
1: Yeah I, mean, yeah, I mean, he's playing with one leg, doing everything. You know, Randall Cobb, you can't fumble, you can't drop a fourth and one pass. You, you Lance Kendrick, you can't drop a wide-open 70-yard bomb like... Those are things that, you know, again, that's why you're 1-1-1 one, one, one now. Yeah.
0: I had you go back and look at Jaguars-Titans. Whoa. I needed to understand how the Jaguars go from world beaters that force the Patriots' hand to sign Josh Gordon to keep up with the murderous attack of Blake Bortles and all that offense. Just read through it. It's not a lot of notes because it's a simple game. Okay. So this is your notes. Jaguars-Titans. No one's talking about Blake Bortles today.
1: I know. Where is all my love letters to say, damn, Chris, maybe you're right. Maybe that one in 64 game aberration, maybe you're all right. Okay. All right. First thing I'm seeing here. Yeah. Bortles throwing ball crappy. I mean, it's like we went back three years. I don't know what else to say. Every ball was a wobbling duck.
0: That was a knuckleball sinker. You wrote, Jaguars had a few drops, but tough catches because of knuckleball sinkers. Yes. I mean, I don't know. You know,
1: spirals, balls like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady throw are easy to catch because... They're they're they spin so tightly and correctly that they almost dig into the player's gloves and hands to where it's just easy. It's seamless. They can just snatch it. With Bortles, you almost it's like a moving target. Like oh gosh, I got to catch it like that or this or it's just it's all over the place. You wrote three man off bail or off ball. They so what they did. This is the Titans. The Titans defense. Well, they played the game. I mean, they had the breakdown correct. What do we always talk about? Like Play areas for certain teams. I can watch Jacksonville and tell you the areas they're going to throw. Yeah, what are their big areas? They're going to throw. If the outside receiver has a tight split, they're going to throw a 10-yard out. If he's outside and sees one-on-one just man-to-man press, they're going to throw a fade jump ball. If, if none of those there, okay, he might look to the out on the right, and there's going to be a shallow cross coming, and he's going to throw the shallow cross. And then they have play action, just the crossers over the middle that you see, like a 12-, 15-yard crosser that every offense has. And then they throw screens and boots off that. because that, So that's what you really have to defend. And the Tennessee Titans said, okay, we'll give you the out routes if you can hit them, which he couldn't yesterday. And they said, we're going to play single safety. We're going to play basically three deep and five under. And they their corners played off. So you didn't, weren't thinking, oh, let me throw the jump ball, right? And then they had all these people underneath, too, to go, oh, you want the crosser? Go ahead, fit the
0: crosser in. Mm. Let me see. you. How and, different would it have been if Leonard Fournette was there?
1: Well, it, I don't think it would have been a whole lot different. The Titans... The Titans' D can get big if they want. Like, those numbers I wrote down 99, there. 99, Man, when they get Jarrell Casey, uh, Daquan Jones, and Austin Johnson on the field, they're both, you know, Casey's the small one at 3.05. The other two are 3.15 and 3.30. And then you talk about Arakpo on one end, and Derek Morgan, or maybe it's Harold Landry and Kamalaia Correa with the middle linebacker play. They can... S- They, so my bottom line with them with Jacksonville is this. Why do they have Jacksonville's number? Because. They're a little more creative than Jacksonville is on both sides of the football, and they're just physically good enough to not be overmatched by Jacksonville, which is what Jacksonville does to most teams. Mm. And they took away some of the staples, the just the 10-yard throw over the middle, the shallow crosser, and the boots. They always had a guy in the flat to where he had to do something else, and it made them uncomfortable, and it was it was a bad day for their offense.
0: Is your faith in the Jaguars still high?
1: It is. It is still high.
0: I'm not gonna waver off of
1: them because Did the of this.
0: Titans just give the blueprint on how well, to stop the Jaguars? Well,
1: yeah, I mean again, it would go into like what we always talk about. Play areas, don't play people or men. Um but Dean Pease is awesome. I mean, you and I both know that. We've been talking about Dean can coach and do things that other D coordinators don't even know what they don't know what
0: he's teaching. Mm. And I think that's where they're special that way. Let's go 30,000 feet on the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, They beat the Jaguars. By losing their quarterback that's healthy to a concussion, only kicking field goals, and really using Marcus Mariota as like a glorified running back. In the second game, they have Blaine Gabbert for the entire game, and they're just getting guys back from injury, and they outlast the Houston Texans. And the game they lost in week one was a seven-hour marathon that I don't think anyone's going to take anything from. Yeah, it's very hard to get a feel for that titans yeah
1: i know what are we working with here? I, do, I don't know what we're working with like i know this i think they can play through their defense like i would be they don't need to be this offensive explosion of a football team because of their corner play their safety play is phenomenal their linebackers are athletic we got to see our man the first round pick he got in the game Sean a little Evans. bit he looks i mean he looks the part does he he didn't play a ton but he looks the part you know, with that game Wesley was Woodard. never
0: on red zone. It never came out once because nobody, nobody was scoring was in the red zone. Nobody was in the red zone.
1: Um, but I gotta think that the Tennessee Titans offense will come around. Uh, Especially least,
0: with Conklin and Lawan getting
1: exactly back. right, them the run game hasn't got off yet. Of course, there's the the quarterback situation that's giving no continuity to the offense. But little guys like Taiwan Taylor pop, Corey and, Davis is popping a little yes, every week. I
0: saw him sparring with S- Jalen Ramsey. So if they
1: can get that part of their game going, because we know their run game's gonna have something to add, like they might be one of these teams every week. Like they play your Philadelphia Eagles this week. I know it's gonna be. You know, they might be a little too one dimensional on offense if they can't get the pass game going to where that's where they lose the football game, but their defense is gonna keep them in this game against you guys. Wow. Because they're 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 cover guys. They're gonna be able to mix things up and then take a chance playing man to man every now and then
0: because uh, they're they're built the right way. All right. So you're you're sitting there and you're looking at the Jaguars and you go is there a party that goes, man, the Titans just know them so well and other teams aren't going to be able to do that? Yeah,
1: I, I don't have the faith that everybody will be able to do that. I don't have the faith that everybody can – the first thing you have to do is just stand up to their pure, brute strength. And if you can't do that, that's where teams get compromised. How was not having Cam Robinson for them? Uh, it was not a huge issue. I didn't look at it that way. But they could never get the run game off yesterday. Like, you know how last week where I was just like, yeah. damn, there's no hole, but they're still getting five yes. yards, just pushing them back? No, Dennis, that might just be the Patriots. That might, I mean, it might be. Which is, I'm, which is, I'm back-to-back
0: back weeks pushed around pushed by around. Detroit. But you sent me a text during, like,
1: maybe this is what
0: the Patriots are. Just on de- like yeah. in terms of I know. like being pushed.
1: I thought that was going to be one of their strengths, was being able to be big up front and stop people, and it's proving I'm going to be wrong on that.
0: Uh, and then the other thing I had you look at was the Giants. Yeah, Here's an offensive line that hasn't been able to do anything, and Pat Shermer dialed some stuff up for Eli in the first half, and the offense, every time I looked up, was moving the ball. Yes. What's your
1: takeaway? In, in the first half, especially, moved the ball well. Um Okay, this, how bad are the Texans? This is the yeah, this is the first thing we got to go right away with. Okay? Our guy Wheeler who started for Eric Flowers. Right yes. He sucked. But nobody's talking about that, which is hilarious. Well,
0: no, I saw him get let up three sacks on I, J.J. I,
1: I just want to say, what, if Eric Flowers did that, what would the talk be today? That's where I just get annoyed with football
0: I actually heard, general. I actually heard on uh, NFL something with Trey Wingo, he was like, Eric Flowers probably would have let up the same thing. That maybe, was his take.
1: Maybe. Maybe he would have. Certainly. Or it could
0: have been worse, I think he said.
1: But I just don't think there's – I don't know about that, because I think Eric Flowers could at least stop some of these power rushes. But either I way, saw
0: one where J.J. just took his, Wheeler and threw him down. There was, like, you some ain't comical plays. Yeah.
1: Right. It was some comical plays. Okay. He I, th- I think the first thing is th- th- this thing. Early on, I wrote, they made an effort to run the ball. Right? So that was the first thing we saw. And, man, I mean, he's special. I don't know what else to say. I mean, he just – he can Saquon. He can make cuts and start and stop. I'm almost at the point where I'm going to go him and Gurley – are on another level than the rest of the NFL. You're
0: going to put Saquon maybe up there with Gurley. I
1: think so. He's that not kind of Kamara. guy.
0: No, I don't think either. Quite the.
1: He's not quite the Melvin physical Gordon. specimen. He's, I still don't think he's the specimen they are. That's where I think they separate. They're already
0: to put Saquon already up there with Gurley. Yeah. And Saquon. Then else. Saquon's
1: hard to tackle in a two-hand touch game right now. I mean, he's he not like like what about McCaffrey. McCaffrey's really good, but I still don't think I can put him in the physical free class of Le'Veon, David Johnson. Maybe David Johnson could be in that. And it he's just has no help. He's
0: stuck. Right. Right. But Yes, I think they could be. High praise for Saquon.
1: It's pretty special when you see him turn the corner and do the things he does. But that was the big thing early on. They got the ball to Saquon in the run game, pulled guards, did things like that, and they got the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. in the pass game. So right away, the Texans are going, damn, it's Saquon. we got to worry about that because he can rip off a 70-yard run on us. And, damn, we can't leave Odell out there man-to-man too many times or he's going to go 70 yards too. The defense of the Texans is not the same right now. Jadeveon Clowney's not our same guy, man. It's sad. I want to write sad emoji next to it. He's thinner, and he's not as powerful. He's been better each week, but he's still not the fucker-upper of plays that we have come to know and love. It's just not as disruptive. Whitney Merciless, the same thing. It's better every week, but he's not the Whitney Merciless we saw last year. You know, you and I last year when we watched the Texans, we were like,
0: yeah, they... we're going to rip your head off. Yeah. And it was awesome. It's like the Bears have been this far. Right, right. So
1: they're not the same. 99 Watt is back.
0: It's, How back? I mean, he's back. How back 100%. is 100%. We saw it a little in the second half last week. Yes. He is back. What? You, like, we're talking, because he had that run. Yes, I know. That I mean, I'm not going to say it's there yet. Like, like possible MVP of the NFL I'm back. I'm
1: not going to go there, but it's. Going after Michael
0: Strahan's sack record
1: back? No, but it's back to where I'm going. He's in the conversation for one of the best defense ends in football right now. That's mm. no doubt about it. I mean, wow. he is. Are you sure
0: it's not because he was up against Wheeler? Well, hey,
1: hey, that's. I don't know, but I know he's been getting sacks and pressures really ever since the second half of the Patriots game. He's looked like a different guy. Titans game, he was Titans good. Titans game, he was good. This game, he was phenomenal on either side. It didn't really matter. He played of course, offense too? No, I mean, on the okay. other side against Sully. Um, so, he's back. It the other sorry. guy that's so impressive for them is Honey Badger. Honey Badger looks like the Honey Badger that we saw before he hurt his knees. He don't care? Yeah, he don't care. So, that's awesome. All right. Now, getting into this game. But, but- yeah, hold on.
0: Hold on. Yeah. Can I go big picture Yeah, of you? yeah, yeah. Are the Texans 0-3 bad? Like Because you kept telling me that they were dominating the second half and that they were, you know, but – how bad are they?
1: Yeah, well, they like I feel like have had coaching. But they can't get it all together. It's like the first half of this game, which I'm going to get into in, right in here in a second. I I just I don't know what they were trying to accomplish. I don't know what they were trying to do. Let's just take this right off the bat. It's twenty to nine, and Lamar Lamar was it Lamar Miller that fumbled? Hold on, I'm just going to forget who fumbled there. Um, Lamar Mil- Miller fumbled as they're going into score. Next drive, Deshaun Watson threw an interception in the end zone. So the game was there to be had. Like it was there for them Story to come back the
0: act. Texans. Exactly
1: season. right. It's just a, it's a dumber two or three plays every game. The biggest thing though early on was what they did to let the Giants get off. What why would did you they were the ultimate rush five team in this first half really? of this game? Well why? Why? So Odell could catch the four-yard shallow cross and nobody be there as a middle linebacker. And then he could run for another 10 or 15 yards. I just don't get it. They really played into the Giants' hands to go, Mm. oh, you're rushing five. Yeah, we know we don't have a good offensive line. But we have one of these matchups is going to be good for us because we have talented guys. And we're just going to get it out quick. And Sterling Shepard will run for an extra five yards or Evan Ingram or whoever it may be. So that's what I didn't understand right off the bat. They were killing it in the short middle early in the game, replacing the fifth blitzer. Why? I don't know. Okay. Then, I other thing I wrote, I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. is totally 100% Odell Beckham Jr. yet. Uh-oh. I just think he lacks... Just like a mile per hour or two on his straightaway, straightaway speed.
0: Do you believe it's something he'll gain back or well, something he's lost?
1: I do think it's something he'll gain back. I do. Let's. He did have a pretty horrific dislocation, broken ankle, all of that. So that might not be quite where it needs to be. Don't get me wrong. He's still running by everybody. But I'm just saying, like, he caught a shallow cross in the game. And if you remember, Kareem Jackson is carrying him, hit his toe. He still stayed up, but I would have—I was like, damn, he would have never even hit his toe last year before the injury, and he would have made the guy miss in space for a touchdown mm. and instead. He got tackled. So I just looked at that. I wish you could have read these. Um uh, all right, I go back again and just go short, middle, open every time because Texans are stupid as shit and they have a five man rush every time. Why? I just don't under I don't understand. Have you it.
0: come away from Shermer in the fat first three games? How do you feel about his approach of this offense?
1: I like everything about the offense, other than that their ability to pick up pressures that they should be able to pick up does not get communicated the right way at Is times. that an O-line coach issue? It's an O-line coach issue and something he has to sit Is down with. the fact with that the they're on like a third-string
0: center and maybe that's an issue? So it
1: could Certainly. It's all part of the communication. But they mess up things that are just too simple and sometimes have things that I just go, wait, wait. Saquon's blocking the three technique and pass blocking. Like, and they thought that was going to work. Like they they have to find new ways to do that.
0: Everyone comes yep. in today talking about Eli Manning and the accuracy, right? How was he?
1: He he was he was very good. I mean, there's he had about two or three throws that were legit. I was like, wow, that was a good throw right there. The seam route for a touchdown. He threw a deep out to the left to Odell C. Beckham Tourette Jr. to Ellison. Exactly. It was a great throw. Those were great. But everything else played into his favor. Everything else short, was quick, quick, quick out of short, and they kept the, they kept voiding areas to where he didn't have to ever think. Oh, here's Sterling Shepard right in front of me. Bam. So let me he get just out.
0: he just found where the rusher was almost the entire first half. Yes what happened in the second half that's where we're going to go right now
1: so second half giants can't move the ball my thing i wrote texas blitz zone texans blitz zone change which is they changed up their looks but didn't blitz they blitzed but still only rushed four. So, right, let's say the two middle linebackers blitz, but then the two D tackles dropped out. So it was still four-man. We call I would call that blitz zone change, right? You have whatever coverage you want to play with, but that's what they did. They stopped the stupid-ass five-man pressures, and st- they started having people there to take away those easy mm. completions he had. That was a huge thing in that game.
0: How is that not the game plan to start entering the game. I don't know. How do you watch the Giants against the Cowboys and see a million throws five yards or less? I think Eli Manning was like he had like 20 completions five yards or less in this game. I I don't understand. How is that the one thing you allow the Giants to do?
1: I feel like it's just meatheaded defensive coachness that goes they can't protect if they go we go five one on ones we're going to beat them. No, you could send three against five, and you're going to beat them, I think. That's what they were wasting their time with, and that's that, what they
0: started to do. But it's so annoying to adjust to that at halftime when it's so obvious to everyone in the world before the game. I, I know. it's
1: really annoys me. It's annoying about the Texans right now. It's like their offensive the defensive of game O'Brien. plan right now is off every week, and then they make the adjustments in the second half, but it's too late, too little, too late, to where they can't quite come back all the way. Had hey, the game's 20-15. to the game's twenty to fifteen. Yeah, and you know what they did the first play? that was twenty to fifteen. Which team? The Texans on offense or defense? They're on defense, and the game's twenty. And all one, the momentum, Giants can't do anything. It's they the, rushed rush five. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It's unbelievable. First play, twenty to fifteen. And I they, wrote they
0: hadn't rushed tech, five the, the entire whole second, second half.
1: half. Texans rushed five, and I wrote, guess what? Shallow cross for thirty yards. The Sterling, Sterling Shepard. I remember I mean, that play. I just don't know what you're dominating the game and back to that shit is what I wrote. I just I don't get it.
0: So that's the story of the Texans right now. Yeah,
1: uh, Giants D played really well. Um, Texans O line's an issue. They can't rely on that run game, especially against defensive lines like the Giants. So you're Giants. telling
0: that may have been a bad Super Bowl pick.
1: Yeah, well, me. you got you got you yes got. It is. It was Watson was better. Okay, but I saw him run a few times. He ran a few times. He made some quick decisions, aggressive, did all of that. Um, Snacks is immovable, unmovable. I mean, unmovable. He's unbelievable. And when they go forward down with him, Davlin, Thompson, Hill, and win just their four down and nickel, they can get big and nickel like that. Man, do they force your hand because they can play coverage behind it and still stop the run. Um, that's good. Let's see, pass concepts, basic for the Texans. O-line getting whooped versus the run is what I wrote. And then that took away the play action uh, and all that boot stuff that they like to do with Watson – uh, I wrote end of the half, third quarter, Watson finally started to move. And he compromised coverage. He's going to have to start doing this. Basically, what I wrote about them is he's going to have to start taking over games. It's the only way they're going to win. He has win. to. He has to. He's going to have to start being Deshaun we saw last year in yes. Seattle and New England, where he's going to have to run around yeah. because I don't think there's enough past concepts there. And his O-line is not going to be reliable no. enough to protect him all that's the time. That's the
0: reason I put him in the Super yeah. Bowl is I thought that's what we were going to get. Yep. Michael Jordan, Deshaun Watson. Yep. All right, so you take a little confidence away from the Giants, but you need teams to rush five against them.
1: Yeah, I mean, i, I got to see more. The Giants are still dangerous. Surprise. Eli's good
0: with quick decisions underneath. Exactly.
1: Just don't give it. To, uh, why would you give it to him? Excuse
0: your it. burping. That was gross. Yes. Uh, all right, so again, we will have the show on YouTube, 8 p.m. tomorrow, little uh, DeMarco Murray. We have uh, an informant. We have a show informant breaking down what is wrong with the Patriots. He's an unnamed person. I can't give it away. You're going to have to watch the show and figure out who I'm it is. I'm interested in who it is. I can't really tell you. It's crazy. <laughs> um, all right. So hit us up on social at Sims and Lefco We did our little deep dive. Uh, again, check out Atlanta. Super Bowl. Apparently, the docs and spreadsheets are agreed. being agreed. I'm seeing some people say, hey, should I really go to Atlanta? Yes. Sorry
1: if I was angry to start the podcast. It's okay. I mean, I just like to do my job. Sorry. Four Sims. What? So you're going to say something? I thought I heard Fendrick there for a second. No? I didn't. He, no.
0: he kind of bumped in my okay, ear. Okay, sorry. Four Sims. Peace out, homies. Four Fendrick. <laughs> Good evening. Thanks to Jason Kelson, everybody, for the L-E-F-K-O-E. Man. Jason Kelsey is the man. Uh, we will holla, holla, holla at you Wednesday, 8 p.m. YouTube. Check out the Sims and Go show. Until then. Holla, 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 holla. Peace out, You make me in a better mood.